0: You are listening to episode 189 of the Game Flares Podcast. My name's John, and I'm joined by
1: Ryan. Hey, everybody. Here at the Game Buflators Podcast, we like to talk about games we've recently picked up, games we're currently playing, and we... WHAAAA! In today's Inflation Deflation Challenge!
0: That might have been... The most interesting one that you have done to this point. Oh, you've got Metal singer to thank for that this week, John, or at least the demo. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty good demo. We'll dive into it, obviously, here in the uh, end of the episode. But first, let's talk about what we're going to be talking about. Um, we are going to be looking at millions of PlayStation Plus premium subscribers have lost access to PS3 classics. Uh, Miyazaki says "From Software's next game is in the final stages of development. Uh, not the anime Miyazaki, but uh, the gaming genius says Miyazaki. And then we have uh, Doom Modder ports the game to, checks notes, a Lego brick. <laughs> so, it, look, when they say you could play Doom on anything, you could play Doom on anything. Right. Yeah. Uh, all right. But let's dive into our current pickups and what we are recent pickups and what we're currently playing. And uh, for me, Ryan, I picked up three D&D books. My... Don't you have all of them? No, not yet, apparently. So I picked up Storm King's Thunder, the uh, campaign on that. So, And I like picking up the campaigns because I can obviously learn different pieces from the different campaigns and kind of incorporate into my existing. Uh, but I got Storm King's Thunder. I have Out of the Abyss now, which I know you own, but I wanted to have a physical copy myself. And then I got um Monsters of the Multiverse, I think is what it's called, the newest one. I also picked up... In the special edition cover, I assume. No, actually. Uh, The special edition cover has to come through um, the three-pack. Oh, really? Yeah, and I already have two. The other two? Yeah, so it's like, I could technically get up and then sell it, you know, and there's so many of the other ones on the market because nobody wants the, you know, what is it, uh, Xanthar's Guide and I think it was Tasha's is the other one. So, yeah, that's the situation on that one, but I got the regular... Uh, I picked up Jet Moto 2 for the PS1. I also picked up a red Wii and two DDR games, all for the grand total of $20. Uh, the Did red... you get pads? Pads, no. It didn't come with any pads. But the games themselves sell for about... Was it the Mario one? No, actually. No, well, no, that's on, uh, that's on GameCube. Oh, no, these so they are... weren't with the Wii. No, these are DDR specifically. Like DDR, Hottest Party two and three i think
1: yeah the only ddr i ever owned was on wii and i had a ton of fun
0: well and so the ddr two and three usually sell for about 20 bucks roughly i got them for really free at the end of the day because i had a coupon uh for where i went but the red wii itself is usually about 50 to 60 bucks i want to say so i paid 20 dollars for all of that um if i am to sell it we're looking at 80 bucks minus my $20 investment minus like the $10 to ship it out. So, you know, overall, that's, that's not too shabby. We're 15. So I think that's a $45 profit. So that's a fat pack of uh, Magic the Gathering, Ryan. Right? Uh, so I picked up that and then that was it as far as pickups are concerned. Or no, you know what? A couple weeks ago, I didn't mention this. I also picked up the Rugrats game on the PS1. Hmm. The most random pickup I've had. Uh, so it was like two bucks. So I figured I'd grab it. Uh, But let me dive into my currently playing, and that is Elden Ring. I am having a ton of fun. It is still not to the level of Sekido from a story perspective. From a gameplay perspective, I am enjoying, you know, as you had mentioned when you first started playing it, the ability to travel wherever the hell you want in this open world environment. You're not kind of stuck in that linear aspect, which a lot of the Souls games uh, kind of having that linear mode where it's like, all right, you gotta kind of have to keep following this path, and occasionally you'll unlock something which opens up other areas. This is very much like you can be just going around on your mount, and then find a random cave, and that random cave leads to a whole slew of other things in a small mini boss.
1: Yeah. Uh, Did you do cool. uh, much of the underground area last week when I was here? You went down that elevator and saved uh no i didn't do a whole lot of it i got enough i didn't either when i first got there i went back later
0: yeah i'll go back later i i forgot where it's even at like that's how big this game is like you have to physically like when i was looking for that one uh the catacombs Mm -hmm. that we were talking about i'm like oh yeah i want to show you the ones that i'm stuck on and that was like i had to look around the map for i'm like which one is it i'm like i'm pretty sure it was in this general vicinity well they're everywhere too have you found
1: the statues that point you in there
0: yeah Yeah, and then you add, like, a gem or something, and it points you down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I've been finding those every now and then. There's a few that I have to get into that I haven't yet. Uh, But as of right now, I'm just kind of in this whole idea of let me kind of progress through the main story a little bit and then kind of dive around into the open world and and kill some of the extra bosses and whatnot. But, dude, I'm liking it. Like, even, like, a mini quest. Like, there was uh, the one guy that's – or no, that one girl that's like, hey, I need you to go down to – the castle. My father had me run away. It's being yeah. overtaken by her. like you don't have to do that. Like it's not a main part of the story, but it's a, it feels like it. It's a really cool. It's a thing. whole area. It's yeah. a whole castle. Whole new. You area. get that
1: sick like Game of Thrones chair looking sword. I don't know if I got that. Did you not fight like the? oh Monster no i did on the beach? i did
0: i did yeah, yeah i got it the now, grafted great sword i had to remember which one it was but i can't use that because i don't have my strength up that high yeah i know i don't either but it still looks cool yeah it looks badass uh but no, i got the moon katana like we had talked about a while back um op Yep, yeah, it is pretty op although i heard that there's other katanas that are apparently better now like i think they nerfed it which is interesting
1: yeah dude if you could shoot lasers out of your sword i think it's the best sword yeah
0: no it's it's pretty <laughs> badass so uh, yeah, I ended up finishing up the um the second Magma Worm, because you had the first one to get the Moon Veil, and then you have another Magma Worm. I found the second one much it. easier. Maybe it's because I had the Moon Veil then. Probably, because I beat it with an Uchigana 3 and no help. Yeah. I soloed it with, uh, with a couple um, wolves, the wolf summon. So, I mean, I've started picking up more of a summon since then. Uh, like I've got the two guys that are like 100 FP to pick up. The problem is, is my FP is still so low because I was fully focusing on intelligence and getting that up. So now I got to, of course, level up in the FP yeah. and my stamina and everything else and get that up. You know, these games, I level up to like 120, 150 anyway. So I'm not 100. Like I'm not well, super This game has
1: like it. a recommended like being level 120 before the end game. Doesn't surprise me.
0: So, I mean, I'll be a pretty high level. I just got to find an area where I can farm souls, obviously. And I'll be sad. You can
1: just keep progressing. Honestly, dude, there's so much content between where you are now and where I am mm-hmm. that you're going to get there without grinding. Like, with the content that you've done, you've probably grinded a little bit more than I was when I was where you're at. Gotcha. And you're, like, level 90-something, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, so you're pretty far out there. Uh, yeah, I'm only, like, level 60 where I'm at right now. I think but I'm level 60. But
1: when I was beating... What's her name? The Granala. Yeah. I was like, I think I was like 56 or something. Well, that's higher than what I was. 56 to, well, you're 60 now. Yeah. So, but I went up and did a whole other area that you haven't been to yet. That
0: makes sense. Well, I will be diving into more this week. We'll see how it goes. How many hours are you in? Do you know? I don't know, like 40. Okay. Something like that. Dude, I
1: can put like 250 hours in these games easily. So. Yeah, I know. I don't know how people beat it in, like, 60 hours of, like, did you, like, see everything, or did you just never die? <laughs> Probably a
0: combination of just being that good and never dying, plus going through just main storyline and not... Maybe positively. never getting lost. <laughs> yeah, get lost a lot. Lost. Yeah, I don't get lost in the game. I, I kind of have a, a area, like, if I see an area I want to go to, that's the area I'm going to go to. Uh, but, yeah, I'm enjoying it. Um, you know, it's interesting, though, when you kind of consider, that I was playing Zelda and having such a difficult time, like, slogging along in that game... And now I'm in Elden Ring and I've put in more hours than what I put in on Zelda within the span of like two weeks. Yeah. You know, some of it has contributed to the fact that I'm playing downstairs and I have the ability to play downstairs with the dogs and kind of hang out a little more comfortable than being upstairs. Um, But the other piece being is just, it kind of shows me like how much I did not like that
1: game. Yeah. Well, I mean, often it's hard to find the drive, you know, personally for me to like play through games. I mean, that's why like I wrote in my notes for, um, are you done? Yeah, Should good. I just move on? Yeah, you're good. Okay, so let's see. Um I'll just keep going with my thoughts. So like I, I wrote down this morning on the outline that like I beat Shredder's Revenge this week. I thought it was really dope. I had a lot of fun with it. I did it in like two settings. Um I went through and changed my character every level so I didn't play like the same one Turtle or April or Shredder the whole or Shredder, Splinter. The whole time um, I was gonna say you can play a shredder <laughs> and I had a I had a really good time and I definitely got to kind of feel the differences between the characters I think I like April the best and maybe Leo second I've always been a Mikey guy but I just I don't know I didn't do as well with him I think that um that's like the fifth or sixth game that I've beaten this year which for me is huge and for other people is nothing and it's like So often, I find myself being like, oh, you know, I should pick up a new game. Like, I picked up uh, Fallen Order a few weeks ago. I played, like, the intro, and that was fun. And then I got to the next planet, and I was just like, oh, I got to, like, explore around and do stuff. And it's like, I don't know if I really want to explore around and do stuff right now. You know, you
0: bring up a good point, too. Like, finishing that many games and, like, it being an accomplishment. It's kind of similar for me, too. Like... I would say for, like, so far we're six months into a year and a better part of a year. I've literally not been at my house for, like, two of those months. So it's just, you know, with all the travel and stuff I do. So it's just so difficult for me to, like, hone in on a game and, like, just kind of not like you back. have a Switch or something. Well, that's the thing. Like, I actually took the Switch on a few of those trips and actually played some games. Uh, but I... So one of them was um, Super Blood Hockey. Oh, yeah. When I beat that, it was actually... It was Christmas time, I think, I beat it but yeah it was christmas that i beat that game and um yeah i had my switch with me but there were other games like i wanted to play uh what remains of edith fitch right that's a great game yeah i actually actually bought it on my switch like that's how much i wanted to play it because it was free on playstation plus i never was on playstation plus at the time so i bought that one specifically you know to play and i just never did
1: so that's a good one um So I wasn't sure what I wanted to play. Before I came over and played Metal Hellsinger, I downloaded the demo so I could go play more of that at home, see if I could get better. Um, I installed Fable 2 this morning. My friend hit me up the other day to ask if I could see if the Fables were on Game Pass because he couldn't see it. I don't know if it was because he was on PC or something. Hmm. Um, But I love Fable, and I've never played either of the sequels before. So I don't know... You know, I don't think that Fable 2 and 3 have, like, as good of, like, I remember there being stuff people didn't like when they came out. But I think a lot of that had to do with stuff that was kind of dumb. Like, I think Fable 2 promised multiplayer, but the multiplayer was, like, you could be around each other, but you couldn't see the other person or something. I don't know. And the third one, I think, I totally, I don't, I don't know. Whatever. So, I might play some Fable this week. Who knows? Or I might play some Metal Hellsinger, or, you know, I'm still playing a little bit of Paper Mario on my phone. Um, Gosh. Yeah. Maybe I'll play some more TMNT. I don't know. I did unlock Casey Jones. Casey Jones is cool. Yeah, you know,
0: kind of going back to the Fable thing, I have yet to find a copy, like, On the original Xbox, like Fable 1. But I picked up 2 and 3 from a GameStop a while back when they were still selling 360 games locally. Um, And then down the road, I guess Fable 4 was technically announced a while back, right? So, you know, I think uh, whenever I get Game Pass on PC waiting for GPU, obviously, I think that's what I'll end up doing is playing through Fable.
1: Yeah, Fable um, is so good. And it's got, like, one of the best DLCs. Like, the DLC content for Fable 1 is really good.
0: I didn't even know there was DLC on Fable One. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Back in early Xbox days. Well, that kind of sucks because uh, I don't know if they have
1: a physical version of that. The platinum like version or whatever. Like they had like the like oh, metal like a, versions or like a game of the year version. Yeah, I'll have to check it out.
0: Okay. All right, well, let's dive into uh, the rest of our episode here. But before we do that, uh, you can find us on thegameinflators.com, our out-of-date website. You can find us on Facebook at TheGameInflaters, as well as Instagram at TheGameInflaters, and Twitter at uh, where Ryan has a presence now. He is jumping on there and, and posting, which is kind of cool. Uh, you can also find us on the podcast app you are listening to right now, as well as other podcast applications out there. All right, Ryan. First thing here is millions of PlayStation Plus Premium subscribers have lost access to PS3 classics. This is Tyler Fisher at Comic Book, our favorite guy. Our favorite guy. So, uh, I'm not going to dive into all of the titles. Uh, but essentially, uh, some folks went on there and they were noticing that certain PS3 games had gone missing on here. And there is now a slew of other titles that have gone missing as well from the library for the premium. List. Ins- yeah, it's it's a pretty decent list. So, I guess the question is, where did they all go?
1: (laughs) Yeah, and... And uh, why did they all go? It's one of those things, like, so now that we've seen, like, the whole launch, you know, the PlayStation Plus revamp is out there, um, I know that there's been a lot of complaints in other departments, too, like, Europe did get the PAL, uh, you know, NTSC, or the PAL versions at 50 hertz, so... That's been, like, a huge backlash, so they're now saying, like, okay, hey, you know, we'll make it so that you can choose which one you want to play or something like that. I think they're going to try to update. I This isn't the article for that, but there was one that I saw earlier this week. And now this, I just don't understand, like, Sony has so much, like, that they could have done to prepare for this to make this a better, more successful launch. Like you're already taking a fairly successful brand with like a product that you have that nobody really cares about or understands and you're like, let's fuse those things together. And then let's totally botch and screw with everybody who's trying to like, you know, buy memberships and stuff and make all this crazy you know how everything translates how much credit you get for what kind of gift card you have and uh you know this region's going to get these games but they're going to be you know this version of the game like you know what everybody wants everybody wants all the games in the best version in as many places as possible as straightforward as possible like it, it's so crazy how many things that they've gotten wrong during this. And then to be like, oh, by the way, all those PS3 games that you p- were previously available, we're just going to take those away inextricably. Yeah. like This is why Game Pass has such a good handle on everything in comparison. And I wonder if, if this is why Nintendo took so long to get into it because they were
0: afraid of screwing things up. Like we're just gonna wait and see how everybody else uh, screws up their entire online process. Yeah. Uh, you know, and another thing I saw it was this morning, and I didn't add it to our list, but there's a number of PlayStation uh, plus games that are coming up now that are with expiration dates, apparently. I don't I didn't dive into fully to understand, you know, what it means. Is it expired as in after a certain point in time it's removed from your PlayStation Plus library? I would think maybe that's the situation. Uh, but it's kind of odd. Um, I think it was actually tied to uh, PS Now. It was a few titles tied to PS Now that were moved mm. or uh, have expiration dates tied to them. It's just interesting, man. Like, you know, it, gamers are obviously interested in purchasing this, they're obviously interested in subscribing. Why continue to screw with it? Unless there's like things on the back end, like contracts are ending with developers or like developers have the right to put their you know, older game onto like game pass or they want it to be exclusive to another organization, whatever it may be, or maybe they just don't want it on there because they're doing a remake. But I think that, you know, some of it is, I just wish that these companies would be transparent with their process and what's occurring. Yeah. You know, tell us why there's 50 PS3 games that have been removed, right? Don't just remove them out of the blue. Like tell us, Hey, these games are being removed for X reasons. So that way you don't have to worry about like, well, what's happening? Am I gonna lose access to more games? Am I never gonna see these again? Are they coming
1: back? Like, what's the situation? They're just so I mean they're under the table with this stuff, dude. They rotate stuff out. You know, they, they do, rotate but, stuff out of Game Pass, but they do it six at a time, not here's fifty less games. Because they promised like what they promised, like seven hundred games or more at launch or something, and they've got like nowhere near
0: that. Yeah. Well, You know, and I like how Netflix does their shows, for example, you know, they will let people know up front, this show has been canceled. It is no longer going to get more episodes or we just purchased the rights to have this show for however many years and all of these seasons, or we no longer have the rights of this. It's going over to Disney, like the Marvel stuff, right? Like these are all things that they let us know in advance so we could prepare as consumers to understand what we were going to be able to watch and not watch. And so I really wish that Sony and, and Microsoft and, you know, I guess even Nintendo would be a little more transparent with their process and what's occurring on the back end, um, Cause this can be a little bit frustrating for gamers. And, and honestly, it, it kind of makes people want to move, right? Like if you're on PlayStation plus right now and you purchase that subscription, if you have a bad experience because classics are being removed or games that you were looking forward to are now gone all of a sudden, you're likely to move over to a different service after a while. So we'll
1: or, see how it plays you know, out. A lot of these services have forever had the recurring, you know, automatic payment set up. And I think we talked a little while ago or read a little while ago something about they're not doing that anymore or they're making it, like, easier and more upfront to not be a part of that, like, auto-renew thing. Well, I don't have auto-renew. I just purchase a a card. Yeah. But for other people that, you know, don't live that life. Yeah. uh, This is going to be, you know, all right, I... There's no, there's nothing on here that I want right now. How long am I going to keep paying for this service? The more services evolve, and you know they're adding new services still all the time. I just heard uh, Netflix is going to start doing commercials, so there's probably going to be a new tier of like. Ad-free Netflix or something? What are they really doing commercials? I don't know. It was a. It was on my Google feed. I didn't open it because I was like, the world's already getting worse enough. I don't need to read another way that it's <laughs> I mean, getting that, worse. That's it. That's the end of it right there. Like that's a tippy top of the mountain. Yeah. Right? Like commercials but, on Netflix, uh, PlayStation. All of this, especially since they have like three tiers of it. You know, if you don't have what you want accessible at those higher tiers, people are going to leave those services. The more services come out. And as good a quality as others are putting out, they really need to step it up here, or it's not going to be any more successful than it was before. You'll have the people that, you know, get the minimum so they, they can get their, you know, PS Plus game of the month and have access to online, and they'll just walk right past the rest of it because it won't be worth their time.
0: Yeah. Well, let's uh, dive into our next thing here, which is going to be uh, Miyazaki says, From Software's next game is in the final stages of development. And this is by Chris Scullion and Video Game Chronicle. So this, if you kind of consider uh, the next game being made, they refer back to, it was I think 2017 or 2000, 2016, actually, or 15. 2016. Yeah. So back then they said we have three and a half games that are being created. The first one was Sekio. That's one. Uh, they said, uh, what is it, Deracine? I think is yeah, their one. Yeah, PSVR, PSVR title. PSVR t- title. That was their half. And then the other one was Elden Ring. So we have a third, 3.5, right? And Oh, God, I just said 3.5. It's going to be like Kingdom Hearts, but Dark Souls. <laughs> uh, Dark Souls 3.5, 3DS.
1: Dream Drop Distance. <laughs> Dream Drop
0: Distance. <laughs> Dream Soul Distance. Uh, so they are talking about potentially it being armor core uh six i hope to god it is not i do not want another armor core you
1: have like all the armor core. i have there, all the you? armor core but have it's you played not- them
0: i have played them and i don't really like them i only own them because i've been able to pick them up for pennies on the dollar and yeah. other people i know like to play them uh but i want to try one
1: okay. i we will, i we'll rented one. one when i was a kid at blockbuster and i was I, the more i talk about myself as a kid in video games the more i think i was just bad or dumb with video games as a kid because I don't know (laughs) I just feel like I didn't get much done like I rented that game like once and I distinctly remember like not even understanding the tutorial and really not even playing the game I was just like big robots like I love putting Gundams together and I love Mecha it seems like it'd be up my alley so write
0: it down triple threat showdown down the road uh you know for our new format that we're gonna have at some point in the future. Where we do Mech Assault on Xbox, we do Gundam on PS2, and then I guess we'll do Armor Core on PS2 as well.
1: Well, we, we would do a third one. Do you have like Chrome Hounds for 360 or something? I don't know, but that's three games. Well, yeah, but... Unless you want a third
0: console. Three... I, have, I have another game on uh, GameCube that's like mech type stuff.
1: Okay. Yeah, I just yeah. don't think if we're going to do three things, we shouldn't do two from the same line. Well,
0: I mean, the PS2 is the superior console out of those threes, or two. So. Yeah. Yeah. Custom Robo, that's a sweet. I think it robot is. Oh no, it's not for, custom. I'm not buying Custom Robo. You can buy Custom so Robo. Good. Yeah, so expensive too. Should have stolen that one from Blockbuster. <laughs> so, um yeah, Armor Core, I don't want it. Please don't make it that. I want Bloodborne 2, and I'm pretty sure 95% of gamers also want Bloodborne 2. Well, the, the I only think 100% is
1: of gamers want Bloodborne 2. 99.9,
0: because there's a, the .01 that couldn't get good. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I would really like Bloodborne 2. Do I see it happening? No, because I think Bloodborne 1 is a PS4 exclusive, and it would limit them, obviously, to you know PS4 or PS5 in this case. But... It would move a lot of units easily. I
1: mean, it wouldn't necessarily have to be a platform exclusive. No, not necessarily. If Sony doesn't fund it, like, that's the thing. Like, between Bloodborne coming out and Elden Ring coming out, Elden Ring's, like, the best-selling FromSoft game ever. So they've got enough money. They can make whatever they want without Sony's input. And the fact that this is already most of the way done at this point... yeah maybe by the end of the year we'll actually be able to find out
0: well you know they could theoretically release it on both like if sony for example is like nope like i don't know how the ips work specifically on bloodborne if like sony owns that ip and from software development similar to how demon souls worked out you know you can't get demon souls in our console because it's the sony original ip um it would be interesting to see though if sony was like you know what we're gonna put this on pc as well yeah you know um, and I wonder he,
1: if they'll put Demon Souls on PC.
0: It just wouldn't surprise me. I mean, I don't see why not. You know, they could. Um, so yeah. I mean, oh, you know, I just realized I purchased another game the other day. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't tell you. I just Demon randomly Souls PC? no, it just randomly <laughs> stuck in my mind because. Demon Souls, I saw it at Target the other day, and I am picking up in our game. I got a Kenna Bridge of Spirits on PS5. Oh, cool. Yeah, so. That's supposed to be fun. Yeah, it is supposed to be fun. I'm excited about That's it.
1: That's one of those like super launch title games. Like It makes me think of like Knack and Cameo. And...
0: Well, the game's been out like a year, and it's still sitting at like 40 bucks. So, you know, why not? I had a gift card for it. Uh, but kind of back over to this. Yeah, I want Bloodborne. I don't want Armor Core. Or I want a new IP. Maybe Sekido 2. Something crazy new. Or like, something crazy new, yes. What about... What about Cookie and Cream number two? <laughs> and if you don't know what that game is, it is also a From Software game. And we have played it here. We did. Or no, I, I didn't play it with you, right? Did I play it with you? I remember the game. I know we played it. It was on a very early episode. Early, early episode. So, any thoughts on this?
1: Yeah, uh, like I said, I. Well, so. I like robots and I like the idea of robot games, but what was that one that came out for Switch that I was like super stoked about? I got on the oh, uh um, Demon Game X Machina. Fly. Yeah, Demon X Machina. And that was bad, wasn't it? I, you know, the thing is, like, as much fun as like the Zone of the Enders games too, you know, I feel like a lot of it just doesn't add up well in my mind. Like there's a separation between what i'm doing and what's going on that like maybe i just need more time to practice with or sometimes it's just not as compelling like they feel like muso games and i don't really click with muso games cuz it's like you know when you're just waving through like tons and tons of enemies eventually it kind of gets old so like i love gundam but like i've never picked up like the gundam muso games you know, I, I
0: think I've only got like one Gundam game on the PS2, and I really wish I would have like bought them a long time ago.
1: Oh dude, I can't wait to get Gundam Journey to Jabro now that I have a PS2. I was looking it up on eBay last week. It's the best game. How much is it? I think it's like thirty or forty bucks. That's actually not too bad. Um But was... I don't have a
0: controller. <laughs> oh, we'll find you a controller.
1: <laughs> I was actually looking up while we were talking earlier TDR pads for the PS2 also.
0: Well if you want after this, there's a goodwill buy me I'm, I'm happy to go out there with you i want to search anyways and they have a couple off-brand ps2 controllers for like a couple bucks mm. i mean you're gonna just for the time being uh they're not terrible yeah it's but literally right it, around the corner
1: that's the thing it's like i i almost did all of this last week and i was like even if i bought all this stuff right now i wouldn't play it right now so i'm just gonna keep holding off right now i've got a big concert i'm saving for next month it's two dollars i'll buy it for you <laughs> i'm I just so this is my hesitance here. I have my own two PS3 controllers, and we talked when I was trying to play what was it, God of War or something, a few years ago. Or no, when I was doing Zona Enders, I had to go in and like open my PS3 controller up and fix it because it was like being stupid. Yeah. So I just don't want like a gross sticky. It's not. It's clean.
0: Weird I literally controller. picked it up yesterday. I literally looked at it yesterday when I was over there, and it's still there. It's been there for a week. Okay. It's been on the shelf. (laughs) Well, I'll run and grab it for two bucks, I guess. Yeah, I'll run out there, and I'm going to look at games, too, so I'll follow you. Uh, Okay, (laughs) next thing we got here. Now
1: that you guys know what we're doing this afternoon, why don't you let us know in the comments what you're doing this afternoon? Which will be technically tomorrow afternoon. You guys want to go buy some sticky controllers? (laughs) I don't even know why they would be
0: sticky, but okay. All right, so next is doomodder ports a game to uh, Lego brick. And so this is uh, Jeremy Winslow at Kotaku. Uh, I like articles like this. They're a lot of fun to just kind of read through. So basically what the guy did is he didn't exactly like... The, the only comments on this article, by the way, is like... Was, well, pissed me off. <laughs> huh? Which pissed you off? He's like, it Pissed me well, off. Technically, it's not running Doom on a Lego brick. It's running... <laughs> Shut up, it's like, dude. Yeah, it's impressive. It Get is, over yourself. <laughs> it is still impressive. And technically, it says, Ports Game 2. Yeah. And literally, it, it just says in the article that he took like a mini screen and kind of put it into a 3D printed Lego brick. So technically, not even an official Lego brick. And he wired it up and everything to where it runs off a computer and it wires up uh, with little itty-bitty wires. And now his LEGO minifigures can play
1: Doom. It's it's so adorable. It's everything that I've ever wanted in LEGO and tiny screens. And I guess now that I've played a bunch of the original Doom... I, a bunch might be an overstatement. Now that I've played original Doom, I am super into the Doom on everything world. So make make more of this like this is this is what lego needs is people like this pushing lego forward even further into the future exactly you know i don't know what's more impressive though playing
0: uh, doom on uh, a lego brick or a pregnancy test i'm not sure which one's more impressive i would probably say the pregnancy test is probably more impressive uh but well, the LEGO technically brick is i don't know if they really had it running <laughs> On oh, no, on a pregnancy test You probably had a mini computer I almost wrote that
1: down in my notes It's so funny that you called it out Because I took it out of my notes Because I didn't want to be like The guy that's ragging on the guy in the article But now that we're both here for this <laughs> Yeah, like, come on yeah, read, read the comment, please Like, are you on there? So this guy is um, He's really into this The guy who did this project He's the guy who's done many of those other You know, will it run Doom projects And he's his mission is to get it to be on like as many things as it can. What was his name? Um, I just think it's impressive. All James around. Brown. James Brown. Yeah, i had, I had seen this article popping up earlier this week, and I was kind of hoping that we would talk about it, um, just because I find that infinitely fascinating and fun because I do love Legos. I mean, where does it stop though? You know, on what Doom can play on? I want. I wonder if they have it
0: installed on the ISS somewhere. That actually would be pretty cool to see them Be in it. space. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I want to see if they can put on a... I'm sure it already is, like on a, on a smartwatch. Oh, pretty, yeah. Yeah, it's got to be on a smartwatch already. But yeah, The rotary phone one. Did you look at the rotary phone one? I didn't look at it, but I saw that there was one on a rotary so phone.
1: So I looked at the link. There's a link in this article for a rotary phone. It's not playing on the rotary phone. It's using the rotary phone as a controller. That's awesome. Which must be the most confusing thing for young people out there like it's, you literally turn <laughs> a you have a, a circle
0: with multiple holes and numbers in between and you put your finger into a hole and you move it all the way to the end and it goes click and it t- t- so do the that's other what number. he had to do
1: yeah. for every movement so it's like to take a step forward he would go to like five rotary it, let it wind, and then if he wanted to take another step for it, he'd have to do it again, and then for turning and shooting. I I saw him take out two zombies, though. (laughs) I want to set up a landline now just so I can buy a rotary
0: phone and use it in my household.
1: Oh, dude, you could probably just get, like, a Bluetooth rotary phone that just connects to your phone like it's a Bluetooth headset. That'd be pretty interesting. You don't need real stuff anymore. (laughs) Now that Bluetooth exists, everything can just be a fake version of itself. Just, dude, I remember using a rotary phone when I was a kid. I thought my grandma's was like super classy. I
0: know, dude. It was awesome, like the little fake gold plating, and
1: use your little finger to get it out. You know, that's the thing. Now that we have touchscreens, like until we get like haptic feedback gloves or something, like there's not going to be like a next evolution in in like number pads. I don't know. I mean, (laughs) we've seen a huge evolution in number pads over our lifetimes, John. I mean, some of my stuff vibrates when I touch it like my
0: watch vibrates in certain areas and then my phone when i touch certain things it vibrates it's i try to make it as hands-on as possible but yeah you're right man like there's everything is just so like we need that thing the no, brain thing there's that there's no elon's feedback. working on yeah yeah oh yeah no i don't want that <laughs> so you right but, but can it play doom that would right. be the question. Can, Can
1: our brains play Doom? If we installed Doom on our brains, would we be able to see it in our eyes? Somebody get Elon <laughs> on the phone right now.
0: <laughs> Dude, oh my God! Even we've got to even um the Microsoft uh, uh reality thing. Uh, what do you call it? You know what I'm talking about. It's like the glasses that they have. Mm. Yeah, I mean that'd be cool if it had Doom. Yeah, you know, it just populates in front of you, and you're like playing Doom
1: in the real world. That'd they have uh, Doom Twitter also, which is like a Twitter bot that you tweet at and then it'll send you like a video clip of like what your doom guy did yeah that'd be awesome you play doom almost anyway i can't wait to see what the next evolution of doom is
0: well i think
1: the next evolution of doom uh jumping
0: into our inflation deflation is metal hellsinger um you know obviously i don't think we'll be seeing you know where can we play metal hellsinger down the road but it is a it is a solid doom like title how long have you been
1: following this game uh, since it was first announced. Yeah, this yeah. this is one of those games that, like, when I first saw it, like, what is was it, like, two years ago, maybe? I, I remember seeing it, like, a long time ago, because, like, my wife had another job, and friends that I showed the video to, and it was, like, whoa, that is such a great idea, like, shooter rhythm, and then in the meantime, I've seen a lot of other games come out. I think there's one, like, BPM, that's very fun but it's a very different game it's like an arena shooter that like uh, I think it has randomly generated levels and is kind of roguelike and then it's all like it's weird it all uses like one color because I think they bought like a bunch of cheap unity assets and instead of having like things that look directly like this unity asset. It was easier just to paint everything like shades of red. Mm-hmm. So other games in the genre have definitely happened. Um, I think the, the first like real crossover, like Crypt of the Necrodancer was the first time that I ever was really like, Oh, rhythm game plus something else makes something new. And I just love the setting of this. I'm not huge into like metal music. I know you are, so the soundtrack's going to be way more up your alley. But like, there's a for... reason I was getting more perfects and stuff than you were. <laughs> yeah, for this game, like this is absolutely the
0: sound to go with. Oh yeah, hundred percent. It feels like a metal concert. So we'll we'll dive into uh, a little bit of info here. So it was developed by the uh, Outsiders, right? Yep. It developed yeah, by think, the Outsiders. Yeah, you have a typo there. I almost uh, got stuck by it. Uh, It was published by Funcom. Good thing my eyesight was pretty rough on that. It said, published by Funcom, directed by uh, David Goldfarb. It is being released in September of 2022, so there's early access available now, including the demo that we played. Uh, It is a first-person shooter rhythm adventure game, and uh, it's getting good reviews and press right now. I think we're going to give it uh, some pretty good thoughts on it as well. For sure. Um, So, yeah, uh, you know, I love Metal. It's my favorite thing to listen to so see john's arm it's so metal it's so metal yeah but and i've been to a lot of metal concerts so playing this game like you're entering hell basically and you've got all these demons and devils and things kind of coming your way and you've got multiple guns and uh, you have these arrows that kind of go in as like your rhythm counter and it's really kind of like to the bass drum basically as you're you know shooting you have to shoot within that rhythm and then based on how you shoot or how if it's perfect or good whatever it may be your weapon actually is able to do a little bit more power it's able to do more damage um and then you also have like your r3 button where you can come with your sword and gain health every time you know you do like a good shot it's like stick the, within the rhythm
1: it's like the kill in uh doom yeah so
0: pretty solid overall in that respect Um, the levels themselves, uh, feel like what agony should have been, uh, for a hell based game. Uh, so that's one thing to point out. It does have that doom feel to it as you're playing being able to jump around and zip around quickly. And of course, blow shit up and the, um, you know, you've got things like 16 count multipliers, which are similar to, I would say like a guitar hero in a sense, because of the points you're getting, uh, and the rhythm you're keeping. And there was one other thing I want to mention. Oh, the flames, the flames look like you are in a metal concert like that old school fire going everywhere type of concert. And it's like everywhere you look, it's just like with the, like the setting is just perfect. Like it's so metal (laughs) when it's, you know, all said and done it's just such a metal game. And I loved it, man. Like it was just so much fun to play that. And I, I think this is one that I want to dive into a little bit more.
1: Yeah. I, I definitely can't wait to go home and play some more of this and see, I think that if, if I'm sitting at my desk, And I've got my Xbox controller and I'm like focused in on like the small screen that I usually play my Xbox on. I think I'll be able to like zone in and be able to like be in the moment a little bit more with this one. Like I feel like for me there's a lot going on. Like uh, the shotgun feels really great and like you absolutely like shred guys with it but... In order to stay on the beat, as soon as you cock to reload, you have to like pull the trigger right away. And I'm always like moving back and forth, you know, in and out, trying to get away and trying to line everything up, time everything out, listen to the rhythm, watch like the flashes on the lights. It, there's so much going on. I really need to like just be in a place where it's just me and this and not a lot else going on before I can feel comfortable with it, well, I think. And
0: each gun has like their own rhythm in a sense, like yeah. you said, right? So a pistol, the pistols felt way better than the shotgun. The pistol felt fantastic. I actually liked the skull that you shoot flames with. I thought that that was pretty good as well. Um, but the pistol is probably by far my favorite. Plus, the special you get with the pistol. So each weapon has a special... Uh, that can be used the shotgun has like this giant flaming thing that comes out of it um, Kind of like an explosion and the uh, the pistol itself has like basically a machine gun devil that pops out of you and Is able to shoot the enemies. Uh, I didn't see anything with the skull I don't know if there's a special of that one that we tried. I didn't try one if there was I didn't
1: I never switched back to the sword either really
0: uh, I did the sword at one point when I needed to get through like a horde of four or five devils that were chasing me or demons and i just need to get it done quickly that's why i went to sword no reload yeah no reload on that you just kind of slice and you're good i wonder if there's more weapons in the main game uh i would imagine there are i mean it's just like any of those games you're going to pick up more weapons along the way and transition out it might be on a level by level basis i think now i hope they do because i could see this getting extremely repetitive quickly uh, even though there's different forms of music, the longer you stay in a level, the longer you recognize the song that's playing is just on repeat. Looping. Yeah, it's just a looping song. And it,
1: it's they do a good job of like... The layering. Yeah. Because the higher your combo goes, the more tracks it layers in. So like if you're at a one, it's actually... I found it really hard like if you were low on life and it was like only at like a one or two multiplier to really pick the rhythm up and keep with it like at those times I really had to try to focus more in on the lights yeah. than the sound to be able to hit targets cuz if you're not hitting targets on time you're not doing any damage you're not stunning anybody so that you can get life back and it really spirals down
0: yeah i'm right there with you on that it, uh, it definitely was a little difficult uh, on the lower tiers of rhythm but uh, you get used to it i guess um i want to see
1: like a level where you get like a double machine gun and they just come in with like the double bass pedal and just... Oh, dude, that'd be so (laughs) sick.
0: Yeah, I'm stoked for this. Or like a
1: big chain gun.
0: I definitely want to see more of this game. And, uh, you know, I I would love another demo, but I am also down with the actual game itself.
1: You know, and I've heard really good things um, like about like some interviews and stuff with like the team, like being super... Uh, cool and very into this. Like I, I can't remember who I was listening to. They said they did like an interview with one of the team members, and they got like really emotional talking about like how Serge Tonkin like helped out on like one of the tracks. And I was like, dude, love Surge.
0: Yeah, no, it's he's cool on to see there.
1: passionate people make really passionate projects like this.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of great like metal singers on there, along with some I wouldn't say metal per se, but heavier music or heavier rock. Uh, but Going into brass tacks here, a digital version on console is $39.99 right now. A digital will be. Will be. A digital PC version is $29.99 or will be. Um, so I think I need to see uh more of it to be able to determine if $40 is the right
1: price point. I think you hold out, dude, because honestly, some like limited run or somebody would be able to make a sick physical release for this with like all kinds of like metal ass pack-ins like you'd be able to get a really really dope version of this out there that i think would be way better than anything they would release this is not really commercially viable like mass market like let's try to print you know a million copies and put it in target yeah i don't think this is that kind of game but like for a more niche audience people would spend through the roof for like like a sick blood red vinyl with like hell flames on it and stuff.
0: Yeah, I could definitely see this being like, you know, they'll have drumsticks and like
1: guitar picks and all these other things in
0: like a special edition version. I would totally hold out for something like that. Um but if that isn't available, I do think thirty nine ninety nine on console is a bit steep, uh given what we experienced. I do like the price. I've got counten- p- I like the PC price of twenty nine ninety
1: nine. Yeah, I've got a counter for the price though. Hmm. So In two departments, this is different for me. Like, it's like a rhythm-based shooter, which is like a new kind of more interesting genre. And on the other side, it's like a legit soundtrack. Not to say that like video game music isn't legit or that people don't... I don't really listen to a lot of music personally. So the idea of sitting down and listening to just video game soundtracks is something that's like even less what i would really do but like you're getting like a full like new collab album from like some of your favorite people so how much would you pay for that cd and a game because you're getting two of those things in
0: one well nothing i'd listen to it on youtube music or spotify (laughs) so i guess ten dollars a month (laughs) there you go i guess
1: Or free, technically, just with commercials in between. I think that this is absolutely worth it uh, at $40. And I think a big reason is because the $40 game price space is even better than it used to be. That's true. Like, I feel like the $40 price tag used to be for like shovelware, garbage games, you know, a real game is $50. Well, now 70 Or Or was $60 and is now $70. But it's like the $40 were always kind of meh-er titles. And I feel like $40 games now are like well put together, shorter experiences that are, you know... I hear people say a lot of really positive things about those type of space and price point games versus the full-blown $70 AAA titles that are you know too much or buggy as hell or you know whatever the problems you want to point out with them yeah so for 40 i would definitely pick this up yeah i would agree
0: i think that uh you know i wouldn't agree on 40 necessarily but i think at 30 that's a good price point for pc 40 i'm still going to hold as a little more steep on console um you know why why make it 40 on one and 30 on the other you know so i think it's right now it's confusing i think it's just right for right now that, that's what I would say. I'm going to say just right. Just right. Uh, I do think we need to see a little bit more in terms of if it's going to be repetitive or not. But from what I saw, I like. Uh, I think if you spent $30 on it, you're not going to be disappointed. Um, but you could potentially be disappointed based on gameplay down the road. Yeah. I wonder...
1: I wonder what speed running this game is gonna be like.
0: Well, I don't know. We should ask a guy that's ranked number one in the world at thirty-four million points right now to our four million. Oh, I guess the Sierra thing will layer
1: on here, right? Oh, John beat me. I I definitely beat Ryan. I died at the boss. <laughs> he died at the boss. I beat If said I boss. beat the boss, I think I would have had more points than you though. Um
0: Yeah, you probably would have, actually. I, I would I would actually say you you would for sure.
1: I wonder um if they're gonna do like you know more of this like if this is a big success I wonder if they go with like DLC or if they look at making uh, you know a sequel or I wonder if this will inspire you know other genres of this to become more like we were talking earlier I was watching a video on skateboarding games and how they kind of never really evolved to the next stage like, this is a brand new evolution of two different genres coming together. And I would like to see, you know, where that goes from here. So bring on more of these rhythm hybrid things. Yep. Shooter hybrid things. Let's do it. Maybe there's something in the future. Rhythm games kind of
0: cover that, you know. That yeah. would be a pretty interesting <laughs> episode, I'm sure. Uh, all right. Well, this has a, been a fun episode, man. I, I, I definitely thought our, we played a good game this week. Yeah. I thought it was good. All right, well, this has been episode 189 of Game Flares Podcast. My name's John. I'm Ryan. And thanks for listening.